What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. This is Jonathan Souls speaking with you now. I reached over uh, to one of my cousins across the pond, uh, somebody who has an epic, I would say, uh, manga uh, 2018 kind of style. Uh, somebody that if you're considering outsourcing your work, uh, he should be at the top of your list. And he goes by the moniker Bash. How you doing, brother? Hello, hello. It's to be here. I'm doing awesome. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Now, uh, you know, we were joking offline about how terrible I keep jacking up your name. So give us your full name <laughs> so we can go on in the interview. Go ahead, brother. Okay. My full name is Obashion Ayare Orunke. But uh, for short, you can call me Bash, and my artist name is God of Iron. So I have like a whole bunch of names you could uh, call me, I guess. So fantastic, that, fantastic. Whatever one works for you. That's cool, man. And I, and I joke with uh, Bash offline. I said uh, I looked at his name. I said, man, if he was African American, your name would be Oshan Ogu Kanye <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> now, um, now, the reason why I'm reaching out to you is because I noticed that some of my folks um, that I'm interviewing have been outsourcing their illustration, which is, you know, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, the, you know, the, the price point for goods and services in America is very high. And for entrepreneurs just starting out, writers, creators just starting out, a lot of times they have to go overseas, you know, to, to look for people who, you know, can produce the same caliber of work, but at a more affordable rate. Cause a lot of these cats and kittens, you know, they just got jobs, you know, they don't have necessarily, you know, a company sometimes don't even have a Kickstarter, you know, they're just funding this out of pocket. And so I was thinking, well, wow, you know, let me reach over to my brothers and sisters on the continent and, uh, and, and see what, you know, what freelancers what illustrators are available over there. So tell us a little bit about, uh, your art style, the medium you work with, and, uh, you know, some of your history as an artist, Bash. Go ahead. Okay, well, um, I kind well, my art style is, um, I've been heavily influenced, um, as you mentioned earlier in the show, by um, manga, anime, growing up, you know, I saw amazing things like um, Speed Racer, Voltron, Dragon oh, wow. Ball Z, all that kind of stuff. Oh, by and the way, before you get into action... I'm sorry, give the people your website. And family, he's from mm. Nigeria, by the way. Bash is from Nigeria. <laughs> you know, when I say across yeah. the pond, I mean across the pond. Uh, give us your website, Bash. <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Um, I, ha I have an Instagram account. Um, you can find me at God of Iron Art, all as one word, and um, you can find me uh, with that same uh, handle on Twitter as well. And um, I also have um, an Art Station account as well. So those are three places that you could easily find um, my works that you might like to see them. I most often like update my Instagram. Um, so yeah, if you just want to see like all the stuff that I make on a regular basis, that's really the place to go. And Fantastic. you know, I'm always free to talk on Twitter. Good. Now your art style. Yes, my art style. Um, yes, well, as I said, it was um, heavily influenced by um, manga and anime growing up. Um, actually, um, 
Pokemon as well was a big influence because I really loved the simplicity of that style and the vibrant colors and how it translated so well to very distinct characters. Mm-hmm. And um, over time, I uh, also got more um, exposure to things like um, Bleach, which, uh, in my opinion, the art style of Kubo uh, Tight, or is it? I think it's Kubo Tight. Mm-hmm. I hope I butchering his name but personally in my personal opinion i think he has some of the best um line work i've ever read in manga like if there was one art style like if i just had to get it for like the rest of my life i choose his art style because i find it like so and it's so good and um so all these things, along with my exposure to other kinds of medium, they all just kind of like fused together over time. I just naturally saw the things that I liked and I just picked them. And you know, as with any art style, it's really like a translation of how you solve various art problems. You know, like mm-hmm. how do I draw this eye, how do I draw this hand? And your art style is what eventually arises from that. So um, I feel like it's a really good roadmap of the kind of things that I've, really been drawn to in my life and that influenced me oh speaking of which huge huge influence um the final fantasy series um especially his character design is really great i love all that so yeah that all um that all influenced me pretty much and um as for when i started art uh i mean i guess um for literally as long as i can remember since i was uh maybe like seven, nine or something. And um, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you like you doodle in your textbooks like you usually do when you're bored or you don't want to pay attention to the class. And um, I just kept on doing it more and more. And because I loved these cartoon shows and comics I read so much, I just wanted to draw those characters. And as I drew them more and more, because I loved them so much, I just got a little bit better every once in a while. And, you know, Eventually, in time, I started focusing a bit more on actually refining my art, and um, all the way till now, where I do what I do, um, freelance. Okay. Now I'm on your Instagram page right now, and uh, again, your art is amazing. It puts me in mind if, like, if I was cooking, and uh, you know, I threw some some traditional manga style in there with a little Disney. That's the sense that mm-hmm. I get. You know, and it's it's interesting. You talked about Bleach and um, and uh, Final Fantasy. I think those are some of the most beautiful character design. You know, like you know, in a series, mm-hmm. like ever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. I couldn't yeah. really dig the you know the Bleach uh, storyline because it seems to be the same. Oh. He gets beat up. You know oh. what I mean? <laughs> we could have a whole podcast about that. That's the whole rest. Oh, oh yeah. But, um, Oh, okay. But so far as art style is uh, concerned, uh-huh. um, yeah, I believe uh, that it's still top of the line to me. Yo, that and thing is I awesome. Think. And that's the reason why I watch him is because yeah. of the character design. Mm. Now, I'm looking at your yeah. uh, Instagram feed and I see some markers and paper. I thought you were a digital artist. Am I off on that or you do both? <sighs> oh, well, I mean, before, I mean... I couldn't always have my nice fancy graphic tablet and I so I could do all this cool stuff on. Okay. You have to start from somewhere. And yep. you know, where I started doing all these things also like pen and paper. Mm-hmm. And so um for every once in a while I try to go back to it because it's um 
it's it really is a good foundation. It's almost like the perfect foundation because you learn how to commit to decisions that you yeah. make, and even when you make mistakes, yeah. you learn how to be creative about solving them. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of permanence, you're not tempted to keep on um, clicking the undo button. Yeah. Because that's one thing that is really easy to get stuck into when you're doing digital art. You want everything to be perfect, so you obsess over it. So like, oh no, this line isn't quite as straight as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Or that doesn't curve right. Undo, 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 undo. And then like four hours has gone and you've drawn only like two circles on the line. Yeah, you know, and it's it's um you it, the permanence of paper. I just every once in a while I like getting back into it, especially for um Inktober, which I tried to get into uh, last year. Uh-huh. Exactly that that that's pretty much what that series of like line work was about. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. No, that's cool, um, man. That's, so you did I, better than me. I mean, a friend of mine actually made <laughs> some ink and gave it to me in like a little pill oh, bottle. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh I bought all God. these pens and everything. And I, I drew like one sketch and that was it. So you're doing good, man. You're oh, doing good. Oh, my. Can I, can I borrow your friend, please? <laughs> Just give me all the <laughs> Now, but, um, um, yes. so one of the reasons why I was, uh, you know, keyed in on your work is because to me, it seems to be like a cross-pollinization between like the, the kind of Asian uh, manga style and what some African-Americans are doing over here. I mean, a perfect example, uh, I don't know if, you, if you're, you're probably familiar with the Boondocks, you know, Aaron Magruder. Of course, of course. Right. Oh, so, yes, yes, love that show. Exactly. And so if you're familiar with his, you know, his, uh, had a newspaper cartoon for years and then like a collection of uh, different uh, books with all the stuff in it, it's easy to see where that, you know, I guess because most of his drawing in Korea, I thought, but, you know, Japanese, whatever. That easily you can see the influence in his artwork. Um, you mentioned some of the different, uh, you know, series uh, that, that influenced your work. Um, do you prefer any particular kind of, uh, you know, clients? Are you looking for, you know, um, people who are just doing character designs for anime? Do you do comic book illustration? Do you do just cover design for comics or novels? Like, do you have a preferred project at this point? Um, to be honest, I've actually, um, the line of uh, what I'm doing, I've actually done a bit of all of the things you've mentioned, actually. Mm-hmm. I've designed uh, book covers. I've also done, like, some comic, test comic pages and all that kind of stuff. So, really, it's, um, like, you know, like, what I'm creating things for Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter to me as much as I'm, as you can see, I'm clearly in love with the character design. I really do like um, creating a visually appealing, interesting uh, person or creature or thing with a really nice, distinct colors. And um, so long as I get to, as long as I get to do that, you know to bring that kind of like vibrance mm-hmm. into a character i'm i'm pretty fine with whatever project it is so um i just like if it's something i haven't encountered before i just have i just have a field day just like adapting to the new the challenges of each new project gotcha 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 um a lot of people when they start kickstarters um you know they'll reach out to an artist you know or not even a kickstarter just kind of float an idea out there uh, there was a brother that I interviewed, um, David Crownson, and uh, he uh, had an idea for this uh, character uh, that became uh, Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with this uh, indie comic, but it started out. I, just as, I have heard of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had him on the show uh, last year, and um, you know, he talked about how we just you know hired a, a brother to you know draw up an idea, threw it up on Facebook, and then it, like it was trending like all that summer, and then that turned into a Kickstarter, and then I just sent you know issue number one and two to my auntie down down south. Um, so you will be amenable to that kind of project, helping somebody, you know, pull their, you know, stuff together for a Kickstarter or something of that nature. You'll be open to that. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I certainly wouldn't mind um, getting involved in a, a project like that. In fact, I think I'm, I might have something along those lines. Hopefully, um, later in the year, starting um, my own project. So I can definitely see myself from reaching out and trying the same thing good 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 if a person wanted to reach out to you for uh comic book illustration um i'm assuming you're okay with that i mean what what would how would they approach you is it just an email uh is there did they hit you up on twitter like how does that process happen Oh yeah, um, yeah. It it could literally be any of those things. Um, on my uh, Instagram, I usually put um, my um, email as well, like right at the top there. Same thing for my Twitter, and you know, you could also just like contact me directly on Instagram or Twitter as well. I'm re I'm kind of like all over the place okay. on um, social media, and um, so naturally, you know, you have all these devices and you have internet everywhere. So if you send me a message on any one of these things, like ping. I'll get it immediately and I'll be able to see it work. But naturally, um, for, you know, like the bigger projects where, you know, you want to, you have a strong idea of what you want to do or your project is a little bit more complex. And naturally, an email would like be easier on your thumbs. So they can <laughs> just like quickly type out everything you want to describe to me and then we can go back and forth, you know. But literally anything is good with me. Okay. Um, so we talked about paper. We talked about digital. Um, is it pretty much 2D? Is that your specialty? Is there any 3D offerings, anything like that? Oh, not at no, no. Um, I do. I, I'm focusing mainly on uh, 2D illustrations. I'm actually, I do actually have some training as a pure 3D animator. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I haven't had that much of a chance to use those skills recently. I want to focus on the thing that I excel at, certainly. But um, actually, um, I might have plans to work with uh, someone, you know, like in games development. I, I used to work for a mobile games company oh, wow. uh, here okay. in Nigeria. And they're and and doing some really awesome things. And um, yeah, uh, along with being um, a 2D artist as well, I also did some uh, 3D animation, you know, so you work in a pipeline. So okay. at the very least, um, I can do that. Gotcha. But for now, it's 2D focused. Okay. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, most people I, I talk to, I mean, of course, if we're talking about comics, you know, and covers, that would be, mm. that would be uh, two-dimensional. Now, um, in terms of turnaround time, let's just say... I'm a comic book uh, creator, I'm a writer, but I can't draw with a lick. I have an idea in my head. Um, I'll say, hey, you know, Bash, uh, I have this idea. I'd send you a stick figure <laughs> in the email with some kind of description. <laughs> um, you know, what kind of, mm -hmm. let's just say I just, I'm just looking for a sketch, 
you know, kind of your interpretation of my chicken scratch, um, you know, mm. what kind of turnaround time can we expect? Just ballpark it. You know, if it's just a simple character design, you know, from the, you know, for, for comic book idea. Mm. Okay, well, I mean, as I'm sure you probably already know, like it, there's a whole lot of factors involved. Yeah. Really, it depends on the kind of art style that you want, mm-hmm. and also how complex your you want your your character to be. You know, because part of what takes a long turnaround time for comics is how much detail the amazing artists put in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, but I've always um I've always favored um nice and um, simplistic drawings not getting too lost in the detail yeah. so much as the general feel of the thing mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean for a quick sketch i honestly can't imagine it taking um more than an hour really if you give me like a proper description and all that kind of stuff i mean we could knock out something in 30 minutes to an hour so gotcha, yeah gotcha. so me being an art director from years ago I would take that time and I would immediately double or triple it. And then I would say, oh, I think Bash can have that to you in a day or two. <laughs> you know? just, to, just to cover our asses, man, you know, just in case. Hey, it's always good. It's always good to account for changes. Always. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And um, let's so I so I, I draw you a stick figure. I say I have this idea for Space Cowboy, say, for example. You know, just give me a basic sketch. Mm-hmm. I send it to you through email. Would I get it back as an attachment? Would it be in Dropbox? Like, what's your process like? Um, for me, um, I like uh, sending stuff like via email because um, naturally it's like a log of everything that. You're doing. So all the stuff that you're sending is kind of like in one place, okay. except of course if the file is really massive. For example, you want to send a really complex um, a PDF file, for example, like like you know, like a Photoshop file, for example, mm-hmm. and it's like you know a bill. It's like a billion megabytes that obviously can't fit right. in the email. Then yeah, we'd go to stuff like um, Dropbox or Google Drive, like whatever is really um, between those two, or generally whatever is the most convenient for my client usually but between those two it usually solves all of problems in terms of uh, transfer so if the email doesn't work then yeah we go in a dropbox okay okay uh, almost done with these million questions bash thank you for being patient brother um like i said i was an art director fine. years ago and so i have a you know have a mind for this stuff now let's just say that uh i'm a comic book writer and uh mm. let's say i can draw a little bit right I think I'm good enough to mm-hmm. knock out my first issue, but I hate inking and I'm not good at coloring. Do you offer those services? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if I, you know, give you a scan or whatever, can you do the inking, the coloring? Cause I mean, your, your artwork is amazing. The color, the lines, it seems like you can do it all. Um, for people who may want to break that process up, do you do, do you do offer mm-hmm. inking and color for digital files? Oh, of course. Yeah, I could def- I could certainly do something like that. I mean, it's just um, it's uh, obviously it's it's not something that I usually 
done very often is because I usually want people just like approach me and they want the full thing from me. But definitely, I wouldn't. I don't mind doing a line work. In fact, I mean line work and coloring sometimes. Well, not sometimes. A lot of the time, it's quite therapeutic to me actually. Okay. So, because um, usually I'm having to think about everything at once. So I need to think about the pose, um, how dynamic the the angle the shot is the character then so it's nice when i can just like laser focus mm-hmm. on one particular aspect so i just get into this like okay everything's been laid out exactly how this person wants it i just need to go over the inking or i just need to go over the coloring or i just need to make sure that you know this lighting is great and yeah it gives me a lot more focus so i certainly don't mind taking on projects like that oh Okay. All right. All right. Uh, almost done with the business stuff. What currency do you take? How 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 are we paying you, Bash? How, how does that work? You taking Bitcoin now, man? Is that what uh, it is? It's all crypto with you? What's going on? <laughs> Actually, I have tried uh, Bitcoin once. Um, it was a <laughs> okay. bit uh, tricky for me because I'm an old man. I don't like change. So I was just like trying to get used to all like the cryptocurrency and the wallets and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I haven't like, figured it out either, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, let's let, let's leave that behind for now. Let's <laughs> do what I do know. Um, yeah, usually um, sometimes I get clients from Nigeria here. I get clients from the US. I get clients from the UK, and um, I just usually like what literally is. Um, the most convenient currency for my client. I really, I usually when it comes to me, um, I'd rather that I take on like all the hassle, mm-hmm. and the client has you know like as easy an experience as possible. So um, really, I just go with um, pound sterling or dollars because pretty much like the whole world, that's like the standard by which um, most uh, currencies are measured the dollar so that's usually the most convenient for everyone but mm-hmm. um also if i get match from the uk and naturally they want to go pound sterling um i also do that as well and are we doing paypal denied. are we doing something else yes uh, paypal is for um, my yeah i do uh, i do use paypal uh for okay. my clients mm-hmm. let's, gotcha. let's go all right, all right. So what do we got? We have a talented illustrator, um, character designer, and um, somebody that can take your ideas from concept to completion. Uh, he does, uh, you know, cover illustration, um, you know, for, for, you know, whatever you need for the comics or for the, you know, graphic novels or, or the sci-fi novels, a comic book illustration. And, um, and then he takes... You know, you can you can pay them through PayPal and the turnaround is fairly quick. The turnaround is fairly quick. So now that you got all the business out the way, tell me what was your reaction? Have you seen Black Panther yet? Oh, I've seen it three times. <laughs> okay. You seen it one more time than me. One more time than me. What was your reaction to it? I mean, give me all the layers. Oh my lord, like how do we begin? First of all, it was like a whole event. Um, uh, my friends and I, uh, we wore um, traditional dress to the theater. Naturally, wow. I wore my kafta. My friends as well, my girlfriend, we were all there. And what cool. we did is that we wanted to like have like a real intimate moment. So we actually 
private screen as well. Wow. So you had like a nice little like just me and just like ten, nine other of my friends, and we we're all just watching this movie together for the first time. And um it was absolutely stunning. Um what I what I personally could not get over. I've always been a fan of um I know most people don't really notice it all that often, but um, costume design. Okay. Now, costume design is a really important part of any movie, really, especially ones that have to do with fancy superheroes and all that kind of stuff. And so far, Marvel has actually, done, to me, they've done a really great job of transferring or converting uh, even the most outlandish of the comic costumes. Like, even if you remember, like, comic book Doctor Strange, how crazy he looks, yeah. to be honest. And that was nicely um, uh, translated into the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the the love and respect that I saw being shown to the costumes. Because the thing is, what what was so amazing about them is each of them, they pulled things from different African cultures. Because Mm -hmm. I saw some stuff that was Nigerian, but you also see some stuff from South Africa, see some stuff from um, like Uganda and all that kind of stuff. And it Mm -hmm. it was really amazing for me to see and how nothing was really um it, it, they took it really seriously a lot of respect was paid um nothing was really a caricature of each other it was complex it was dynamic and they all just looked like really fantastic so that was one thing that really um blew me away mm-hmm. especially i i don't okay I'm, I'm worried that i'll put anything about um spoilers but the whole planet uh, has seen it by I mean, now, man. So you, you can talk whatever they, you want. They should have, to be honest. Okay, what really floored me? Um, one scene, some Wakabi's men. Um, he was. They were surrounded. Uh, they were about to get get on, you know, like and fight with a uh, Black Panther and his side. And then you know he told his men to raise their shields. Mm-hmm. And then all these days they raised their I think they're Basotho blankets. I think that's what they were. They raised them up and then it was just like force fields everywhere. Yeah. And I'm just like, that is so amazing because that's where I really love that. You could tell that in Wakanda because they're obviously a place that was never colonized. Mm-hmm. They did not have any ideas thrust upon them about what progress meant. So they were free to advance technologically, but they could still pay tribute and respect to their old ways. Yeah. And that is why some what they wear is so traditional but it's been beautifully infused with cutting edge technology mm-hmm. and it just harmonized and that was absolutely um just absolutely stunning to me and i couldn't get over it i couldn't get over their accents i couldn't get over how amazing all the characters were especially shuri oh my god yeah who does not love that and yeah. um of general okui what a boss mm-hmm. she's so cool yeah, and um, yeah, there's like I could stay here and talk about this for absolute ages. Okay, there's... now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to do something that may be a little unorthodox. Do you remember, um, the brother Mbaku, the character? Of course. Can you can course, you do his speech Mbaku. when he first came when they was gonna woo? Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it first. I'm gonna do it first. I'm gonna do it first. I, I don't. I don't remember what it's all about. Okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to message that. Because <laughs> I, mean, I, I missed like, the challenge okay. on the YouTube. Let me try. <laughs> there it goes. There was going, woo, woo, woo. And then he said, uh, Mbaku, what are you doing here? 
and he said, it's challenge day. It's challenge day. <laughs> we have watched from the mountains with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child who scoffs at tradition. <laughs> I can't do no more, man. And <laughs> uh, uh, he wants to hand the nation over to this prince <laughs> who could not keep his own father safe. <laughs> mm. We will not have it. <laughs> we will go. not have it all. <laughs> like, I'm so memorable to me because I think I remember the actor Winston Duke's name, I believe. Um, in one of the interviews I read, because uh, there was something so familiar about the way he spoke. Yeah. And I realized, and then I found out that apparently he took a lot of influence from Igbo dialect, okay. from the Igbo culture here okay. in Nigeria as well. So I just like, there we go. That's why that dude sounds like, sounds like that. He, he sounded familiar to me. He sounded like home. Wow. Fact, he sounded like home. You know, it's, 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 I, I was that was fun, man. You know, the, the, my favorite part of the movie is several parts, obviously, but uh, two favorite things. One, I don't, I've seen the movie twice so far. I'm going to see it a third time, probably see it four nice. before they take it out of theater. But each time when they first um, come back to, you know, home, they go through the little shield and then you see the golden <sighs> sunlight come in. Dude, I fucking cry every time. And I don't know. I'm not even emotional i'm just looking at the screen and these tears are coming out of my eyes at that scene i've seen the movie <laughs> twice i promise you i feel exactly the same way like no joke like i remember because i saw first um without a couple of my friends i took a couple of my friends to go see it mm-hmm. and then you know he just looked at me and i just had my goose i this was the second time i was seeing it but i just had my eyes glued to the screen yeah as they were entering Wakanda and I just literally could not stop smiling yeah I was so close to actually like genuinely like crying myself because it was just so stunning and the music as well the yeah music was so 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 good because that's really important actually it really did feel like a triumphant homecoming it was very it was so proud it was strong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I really really liked that as well and one one other uh, notable scene for me as well um was uh during a challenge day against mm-hmm. Baku as well, where um the uh, the Black Panther theme the music is like swelling in crescendo and yeah. everyone is just like calling T'Challa's name like T'Challa T'Challa and yeah. I too like in the cinema so I'm just like me too I'm just like T'Challa you could do it. you could do it. I believe in you <laughs> like kind of thing you know so I was, I was really taken away with that I was really hyped um yeah. so yeah when 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 a movie can pull you in like that when it can make you feel in that kind of way, it's, it's clearly done something right. It's done something special. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, the, the, the other thing that I enjoy about the movie, and this may sound corny, but it was Wakanda behind the camera, meaning uh, two African-American screenwriters, um, uh, Ryan Coogler and uh, Joe, I think it's like Joe Coleman or something like that. Another brother, Robert Joe Coleman or something like that. Um, two sisters, um, one did industrial design, one did the, like the costume design. You may be familiar with that. And me being a, having a graphic design background, I enjoy the typography 
because in my experience mm-hmm. in American black films, they don't give a damn about, you know, typography, but the little, you know, yeah. I, I think they were like pro like early, like, uh, like Nigerian script or something. I thought the little Wakandan, you know, fonts, you know, the little type going in the background. That's the article I read. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, uh, the scene, if I remember correct, there was some kind of scene, um, part of Black Panther was filmed in Atlanta at Tyler Perry Studios. Uh, if, if you know Tyler Perry, mm. he's an African-American like a filmmaker, producer. He has a studio yes. lot down there. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, world! You won't take off that goddamn dress! Jesus Christ, a million man still putting on a dress, man! Give it to his sister! God damn. Okay, anyway, let me go off on that. So anyway, so part of not only that, I, I almost I heard that some other uh, Marvel films are being filmed down there. So you know, it's okay. just it's just a lot of uh, you know beautiful um, synergy that's happening around Black Panther. Mm. And then of course, you know the 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 numbers that it's doing, the billion dollars, and you heard about uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Oh my lord! I, I, you know, I've been really, um, I've been really happy. I have been paying attention to it as well. I think, like, it's it's amazing. I, I just honestly think it's amazing the barriers this thing is breaking. Yeah, you know, and um, it, it's really wonderful to keep track of it. And uh, yeah, I have certainly heard about it. I'm looking forward to see how received Panthers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I wrap it up. I guess, I guess the the point is, is that. It lets Nollywood and Gollywood and South Africa wood and Kenya wood <laughs> and all the other woods. Mm. It, it lets them know that there's a market. Totally. And not only is it a market amongst African-Americans with the trendsetters, it's a market worldwide for that positive yep. African-inspired mm. sci-fi content. That's what yep, it tells. One hundred percent. Um it's it's literally like it's it's the best and the strongest example we could even ask for, to be honest. Because um yeah, like all the demographics it shows that and respect African culture, homage to it that it doesn't it's not something that needs to be like always relegated to to small time to behind the scenes or maybe like tiny tiny projects even though all those are actually are amazing as well and super important all in their own ways um there honestly is market people people want to see themselves they want to see themselves in their heroes they want to be represented both um African Americans, Africans. It, it was so wonderful seeing a movie that treated so many of our cultures with um, this level of respect. Yeah. Um. And, and even on a, on a bit of okay, maybe not a side note, but along with that as well, what I really loved about that movie is how, how amazing, strong, versatile, and multi-dimensional the female characters were. Yeah. Each of those women, Kia, Okoye, Shuri, um, they were, each of them, amazing in their own right. Um, they were all strong. They had agency. They could get stuff done on their own. 
that in fact that in fact that was one of the things that even after watching a few times we we're just thinking to ourselves wait why is this movie called black panther again like you know like t'challa he's lucky he got that heart-shaped herb right because to be honest if if it wasn't necessary for him to be on the throne right those two they could have taken care of stuff on their own you know yeah like holy like holy crap like okui um especially in the casino in that red dress oh my goodness oh my goodness Oh my! And, and, and then music in the background. You can hear all tries the choo 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 yeah, choo 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 man. choo choo. And yeah. that it was so sick. And then when she and when she that, when she uh, kicked the guy through the railing, and then her, the way her dress kind of swooped, I, it was almost it reminded me of like good. Batman or Spawn coming down through the roof or something. Oh, I was like, oh, oh my lord! Oh my lord! Like all all of us, me and all my. And all those dudes were just like, yo, who is this woman? I, you know, I've always loved Danai Gurira ever since I first saw her in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And like this just, this like forever cements her badassitude in yeah. my eyes. And um, yeah, and so her and each of the other ones as well. So not just like African-Americans, not just Africans or even uh, people, just like black people in general all over the world. Also, it also actually kind of like, did a lot to show that women don't just have to be damsels in distress all the time. They don't have to be relegated to like in almost like near invisible sidekick status. Man, they can take charge and they can they can look fabulous while they do it. And the movie highlighted that wonderfully. And so um yeah oh like after talking about this, I think I just go watch it again tomorrow. Nah, like at this. Re- <laughs> yeah, I mean. Th- when I look at the reviews on YouTube, there was one uh, young lady from Malaysia. And, um, mm. you know, this is what happens when you talk about Black Panther. It goes longer than you expect. But she was saying that, mm. uh, one, she loved the film. Go see it. Go see it. Two, she, mm. there's a lot of uh, young people amongst her friends that connected with Killmonger. Can you give me a, yep. a, a quick five minutes about, about Killmonger, that character? What was your impressions? What were your thoughts? Okay, well, um, I personally want to say that for me, at the very least, I think Killmonger is uh, Marvel's Marvel Cinematic Universe's best villain to date. Mm. The reason why I say that, first of all, his character design was absolutely awesome. It would yeah. have been so easy for them like bring in like the stereotypical dude and um and a face cap baggy shorts had a gold chain around his neck no he came in and he just looked swag he had his glasses on his hair was done right his jacket was on point he looked well put together a sensible mm-hmm. young black man right mm-hmm. and why killmonger i feel he resonates with so many of us because that he was made that way killmonger is the personification i feel of the frustration that I think a lot of black Americans must feel yep. towards the way things have been going on for so long. Like he like he's literally he's he's almost literally the voice of the streets on yeah. an almost global level. Because all his frustrations, he's just like he's he is the chickens coming home to roost. Mm. He is he's he's the end game of what could happen eventually if, if like of what would 
happen if like you know wakanda actually existed if things don't keep if things keep going the way that they are because you know i'm sure you don't need me to tell you about all the terrible things that are happening Mm -hmm. to african-americans like all America and even all over the world, to be honest. And yeah. what the things that he spoke of, he spoke of um, the prejudices about how um, the former, um, you know, how the colonizers, how they just took everything. They took mm-hmm. their culture and they, they, they literally take culture and then they sell it back to you. Yeah, you know, in museums and stuff like that. They keep them because it doesn't belong to you. And at the end of the day, he's relatable because he's what a lot of us have felt deep down on the inside, even though we may not act on it, even though he's clearly in the extreme, he's definitely, he's definitely um, ethically wrong doing the things that he did in that movie, the things that he tried to do. But at the end of the day, he actually does have a right to be hostile and that's where the conflict comes in and that's what makes him so interesting and so engaging as a character because he is so very nearly what uh, T'Challa himself was mm. because if you remember the start of T'Challa's growth was in civil war mm-hmm. remember what happened to his father and he was vengeful all throughout that movie yeah. he was giving to anyone who asked for it he put hands on Bucky he put hands on Cap he put hands on Hawkeye, you know, because he was driven by anger. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, he learned to forgive because he was a good man. And it's hard for a good man to be king, as his father said. And he right. had to learn that. And that was his growth. But unfortunately, um, Killmonger, he didn't have that network around him. He didn't have the royal upbringing to show him how to be better. He didn't have that luxury that the child had. Mm-hmm. So he's literally, in almost every sense of the, the word, he's the other side of the coin, mm. and that 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 that's what makes from his suit to his demeanor to everything, he is easily what T'Challa could have been had their positions been reversed, almost certainly, and so that made him really engaging for me, and that's what made his presence so magnetic, and um, yeah, top marks for me, Killmonger, what a boss. Excellent, excellent. Brother, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, man. Can you please give people your uh, contact information on social media and how they can reach out to you for illustration projects? Uh, Yes, of course. Um, Again, I am on Instagram and I am on Twitter um, at God of Iron Art. You can find me with either of the handles and you can also see a more um, precise compilation of uh, the artworks that I'm really proud of on um, artstation.com. So yeah, um, if you want to do, um, if you want to just go ahead and you can find me on any of these places and I'm always free to talk and um, it's very easy to reach me and I reply, I always text back. So yeah. (laughs) Brother Obashion, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Uh, Thank you so very, very much for having me. I had an absolute blast. This was really fun.